this week on the Bamcast. The other guy couldn't be here, so here I am. Joe Dirt 2's Patrick Warburton. Uh, one star we're in? Uh, uh. Uh. Alright, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey! Bamcast! Bamcast. <laughs> yeah, episode 373. Yeah. Helen Nintendo. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. Again, one of five jocks and robot jocks! Oh, oh, robot jocks! Robot jocks! Great Greatest robot movie jocks. ever made. However, there's bad <laughs> bad movies, and so stay away. In negative sliding scale, one to five bags and uh, 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 douche, douche bags. bags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda like those... Douchebags from Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, so <laughs> we were wrapping up uh, April. And, and if you're wondering why we're doing stupid voices, it's because we watched uh, 2008. Listen, it's not a stupid voice. <laughs> uh, our, we're doing our stupid versions of other people's voices. Thank you. Oh, yeah. all right. Uh, we did 2008 Space Chimps. Spimps. Yes. Yeah. Spichimps. Listener sure. recommendation. Yes. 3D animated. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, let's get a uh, let's look at a plot summary for this little gem right. out of the way. Am the third, the grandson of the first chip astronaut, is blasted off into space by an opportunity-seeking senator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving some some dramatic pause. <laughs> some Shatnerian war burglary. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, who's in the cast? A lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, um, Patrick Warburton might be in it. Uh, (laughs) the main cast is, uh, Andy Samberg. There's Lady Patrick Warburton. (laughs) (laughs) A young Patrick Warburton. (laughs) Alien Patrick Warburton. (laughs) And Kristen Chenoweth. Uh Uh-huh. The the three main chimps are Andy Samberg, Cheryl Hines, and and Patrick Warburton. Correct. Oh, really? At least the space chimps, anyway. Yes. Uh, Jeff Daniels plays the evil uh, Lord Zartag. Right. Uh, yes, Kristen Chenoweth is in it, and as actual size, mm-hmm. Kristen Chenoweth. Yes, um, she didn't have to. <laughs> I mean, there's there's other people like Jane Lynch, Keenan yeah. Thompson. They show up at much smaller roles. So Stanley Tucci. Stanley oh, Tucci. I'm sorry, Stanley Tucci. Yes. Stanley fucking he Tucci. is the senator of which I just spoke. Yes. Yep. So yeah, it's it's got a cast. It does, which was one of the <clears throat> when this was recommended, I was like, ah, and then we looked at cast, and we were like. Uh, well, that cast is all right. This may be one of those like slyly subversive funny movies. Hey, we like slyly subversive <laughs> here. <laughs> I live next to a slyly subversive. Man, we uh, flipped I, a switch I, on Patrick Warburton. I drove in this movie. one of those in '94. <laughs> uh, instantly, yeah, well, we we. Well, like, his character had been on uh, in a few scenes, and none of us really. There was no like. Uh, it's Patrick oh, Warburton, oh, no, or first, like, hooray, it's Patrick... The first but, syllable he said. I was like, That's, what the fuck was that? That's more of your business I know, falling out of the ceiling. <laughs> it just came from the sky. It came from the sky. They came to Jakarta and took our stones. <laughs> anyway. My God. Yeah. Um, where was I? I don't know. No, the, like, the very first time I heard him, I was like, that's Patrick Warburton. But it was like, well, yeah. it was only like two lines in where I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm we, very we obviously well, there's a point it. where you realize, like, early on where he seems to be the only one who actually kind of gives a shit about 
doing anything fun yeah. with what he's doing. And it's it's not necessarily like that he's going crazy. He's just being Patrick Warburton, which mm-hmm. works for compared he, to everything else. He's dialed in into voiceover Patrick Warburton. Absolutely. And we just started riffing on the fact that, you know, like... Uh, Maybe he comes into auditions and thinks he's going to get to do a different voice, yeah. and they're just like, "No, do the Warburton voice," and he's like, "Ah, oh. well, I got a really <laughs> good, like, wacky voice if you on it." No, no, we'd prefer if you just did no. your your normal thing. We yeah. hired you for that. <laughs> oh, I've got a very good dramatic thing. I'm, I've been yeah. wanting to try for a couple of weeks. Excuse me, pa- Patrick. Uh, what's your name? Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Fucking do that. Do that. Pat. What do you mean? <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> we we want we want you. We don't want anybody else. Yeah, but Man. but I have range as an actor. <laughs> Serious range. I just wonder if he's gonna have like that Bobcat Goldweight type moment where he just stops doing it altogether <laughs> and he's just a normal guy, and then Hi. everyone is like, "Wait, why aren't you doing the voice anymore?" Hi, I'm TV's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who are you? Hi, I'm TV's Patrick Warburton. He's like, she got a really high pitch voice. Hi, TV's Patrick Warburton. Whoa! Yeah. Or, he Lee? Up, or he just breaks out a British accent. Yeah, right. I'm Joe Dirt Two's Patrick Wolbert. Yeah. You may recognize me from Scream Three. <laughs> I was the bodyguard. Oh shit! From Malcolm McDowell's <laughs> Oh, from Link. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, okay. So actual right. space chimps. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Just to establish the world, they mm-hmm. are test pilot chimpanzees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Samberg plays the grandson of one of the most famous Ham. Ham. Ham the first, who was. Which is funny because they refer to him as Ham the first, despite there not being a Ham two or three. They, he's Ham three. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, at the time oh, right, that yeah. he was famous, they were like, and here's Ham the first. You know, mm-hmm. actually, they kept saying Ham one. Ham one. Yeah, Ham one. Yeah. Well, they're giving him a NASA name. Okay. Yeah. Ham one. Uh, Right. Anyway, they knew there would be others. So yeah. they're, um, they're monkeys. <laughs> but this is this is a universe where uh, uh, chimps can talk to each other, but humans don't understand them. You know, just to to make it clear. But sometimes in the animated universe, animals talk and the people understand them. They can understand the people. They can, yes. But the people can understand the chimps. Correct. Right. It's very important. To so NASA's put. They're not doing the chimp thing anymore. In fact, it sounds like maybe they're not necessarily launching people into space at all anymore perhaps kind of like it's all drones yeah yeah um but they send up a satellite it gets sucked into a wormhole goes to another planet and they're Mm -hmm. like oh shit before we lost communication it was on some alien planet looks like it might support life Mm -hmm. and they're like get some people up there we've got to explore this is the this is the thing stanley tucci the senator walks in is like yeah this is gonna make me make us famous Or all the money or whatever (laughs) you know evil motivations i don't know right whatever political power Uh uh-huh um and they're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen if we put somebody in the wormhole. They might explode or whatever. There are three scientist characters in this movie, and they all suck. Some animator was super proud of these three characters, and they get a lot of business in this movie. But it's like that could have been one person and not gross yeah. caricatures of actual people. Yes. <laughs> but we'll also note that all the animation sucks. It's it. Yes. All the animation sucks. On occasion, almost there are almost moments of like grand spectacle, but like the actual look of the animation is kind of crappy. Like like you were saying, the There's textures. There's no are bad. lip sync whatsoever. Yeah. And once they land on the alien planet, mm-hmm. and you meet Jeff Daniels' Zartog mm-hmm. and all these people that I guess are, are his 
I, I don't even know. Like, like it, originally, it's like everyone. He's like the old man who everyone's afraid to go to his shack. If stay off my lawn. But, is basically what that is. Yeah, but there are these green alien looking guy. Well, I guess different colors, but mm-hmm. like the animation is just the texturing, just the modeling, just the shading in that section of the movie is ludicrously bad. Atrocious. Yeah. Almost it, food fight level. Yeah, it's like no first lighting. or second pass. You know, like when you see animatics in yeah. deleted scenes and extra features, you're yep. like, oh, that looks bad. I'm glad they cleaned that up. And then some of these are like, oh, these nope. are <laughs> no. Yeah, like, like everything on that planet, there's no it, like there's no shading that's been done whatsoever. Yeah, it's just the straight up. All right, we here's our here's our models. Let's let's just run it. Yeah, because like okay, so this is a Fox film, but it's made by. St- the stars animation department, like the, the, the cable channel yeah. stars who I didn't even know had an animation department, but apparently uh, they did. I don't think they do anymore. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, but it's, and it's being streamed right now on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. HBO go. So whatever. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the opening titles are in fucking impact. Font. Yes. It's just like, it's very basic. We just, we just took whatever was in there and we put like, Hey, stars animation presents yeah. fucking chimps in space <laughs> and shit. Yes. Watch it. Fucking chimps. You don't care. It's for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it, it is, it's just, it, there, there's a complete lack of care for so much of everything in this movie. I, I think the worst part of it is like whatever's on this planet. That's like this big pool of, it's like a hard candy shell that he keeps dipping these, mm-hmm. these people into. There are like everything on this planet has those goofy ass made up weird names that yeah like they're lazy made up weird names right. so but like this pool of crud whatever it is that he's dipping people into just looks like literally nothing it's just like silver nothing silver like nothing. animation nothing nothing reflects off of it i don't yeah, think yeah it's like that's it's uh, it's the, not great the idea is that it's freezing them yeah which, but it comes out of a volcano so sure. volcano yeah yeah and, and apparently they're still alive in it because they their eyes move. Yeah, sure. they're just frozen. In so and they can the, be cracked out of it later. Yeah, yeah. But I in the meantime, they're used to statues and such. But yeah, but yeah that, because means- because what happens is the probe lands in his front yard, mm-hmm. right? Well, and, on his house. Yeah, and immediately picks him up and is trying to like educate him on the history of the human race. It gives him like that Voyager two probe thing of but, like here's the history of humanity. Yeah, but, but then he smacks it somehow, and that allows him to. Get out of the restraints and then control it, which uh, apparently we sent a death device up as well (laughs) with this probe. Yes. A a giant metal spider that it can be piloted basically is what it turns into. Yeah. This is great. Run with it. (laughs) Yes. John Peters would have been very proud of this movie. But yeah, so he's somehow converted it into this death beast and is now just declaring himself ruler of this planet. And that's what we've done for Mm. them. Good on us. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we're... Before all of that, we were introduced to Andy Samberg, who's who's Ham the Third, and is a circus chimp. Yeah, gets shot out of a cannon. Yeah, does he works for Keenan Thompson's circus? Yep. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, yeah, and and it's they launch him out the cannon, shoot him up at the moon, like mm-hmm. shoot him like a fucking mile into the air. And there's the scene of him like reaching for the moon, going, "This is as close as I'm going to get." Mm-hmm. And then he comes back down and he hot dogs it for a while by doing moonwalk and just other other moves that would be dated. They're all bad. Yeah. And it was at that point where we were like, oh, God, we've chosen poorly. Yes. (laughs) When this movie reveals its sense of humor, you're like, 
oh no <laughs> it's yeah it's sense of humor is a uh, guy who in 2008 was probably in his late 40s hmm. and his prime time was the early 80s <laughs> And, and he and before, lo- yeah. loves early '80s references, though. Because I, I was going to mention it, like the 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 datedness starts earlier. Because like when it's given the human history thing, it's like we pioneered music, and it's like there's a shot of Gene Simmons, and it's like, yeah, that's that's the music we want to beam mm-hmm. out to the universe. Mm-hmm. Kiss, yeah. Well, they let it, it lets everyone else out in space know that we like to. Rock and roll all night and yes. party every day. Sure. It does. Right. That rocking is very important to That's, us. It is very important. We'll just skip over that planet. <laughs> <laughs> they could come in handy. You never yeah. know. Yeah, it could we be only a, want it, the rocking aliens to come. Right. Oh. We want the voyage of the, the voyage, rock aliens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not the voyage of the like schmuck aliens. <laughs> yeah, or the <laughs> loser aliens. You know, we don't want the demon aliens to show up. So Yeah, so the sen- evil I guess evil senator were never quite sure mm-hmm. in the early stages anyway, but he's just like, you know, well, we got to send people up there to check out this new planet. Yeah. And the sci- the trio of scientists are like, y- we don't know if people will make it. So we got these chimps. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And then like in a, in a sentence or two, this movie tr- thrusts its plot, but it's stupid because he basically says they go to see the the chimps who have been training there the whole time, yeah. and he basically calls them nerds. Like these are these are smart, cool chimps that know we need something that's going to get the attention of the press. Yeah, we need a, a heroic uh, chimp, right? And it's like, like that one, and he points to the mural of Ham One on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's like we couldn't sell a story to the press about how we're sending chimps to go look at a planet in another dimension mm-hmm. unless the chimp is cool. <laughs> no, he has to be extreme. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Whatever, but yeah, so then they're just like, okay, let's just go get Ham 3 and bring mm-hmm. him back, so. Yeah, and and he's basically, and also he has Houston, who is, I guess, was the mission control for mm-hmm. Ham 1's missions and is kind of like his guardian now. <laughs> right. His, it's really his just, old confidant. It's just so you can uh, make, you know, the Houston jokes, despite the fact that they clearly show they're taking off and landing in Florida. Uh-huh. But, but that's why they get to Houston, we, we've got a problem joke sure. early, like first 10 minutes that joke oh, yeah. is yeah. out of the way. Yeah, because they come, they the NASA shows up and is like telling the ringmaster, hey, you got Ham 3, we have Ham 3 now, give him up, imminent mm-hmm. domain, manifest destiny, <laughs> Yes, give us the monkey, even though it's a chimp, uh-huh. and we know that. Yep. And... And she goes in, and this is when we learn, you know, that the animals can understand humans, but when the he- when the animals speak to the humans, it's all chimp noises. Mm-hmm. But he says, "Nah, you're good. Well, I'm I'm cool here. Thanks. Yeah. See you later, lady. I'm not going to NASA, mm-hmm. even though I've just had this scene where I have dreamt of going to the moon. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, kicks her out, and that's when suddenly his whole trailer gets picked up, and he does the Houston. We have a problem, mm-hmm. and they basically." Shanghai him over to NASA, <laughs> yes, where he reluctantly trains to be an astronaut chimp. Because mm-hmm. there, there were three chimps there ready to go, but one of them is like a, a young chimp, and they're like, "Sorry, dude, yeah, you got to stay here." Yeah, like you're Gary Sinise, you're staying behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, but otherwise, he's the only one that stays awake during the ten G's that they pull. Because I guess he's so used to being in the circus or whatever. He's a stunt Well, man. sudden G-force yeah. is being launched out of a cannon. Yeah, he's used to it. Yeah. It's cool. He likes yeah, it. Yeah, because the other ones pass out, they of do. course. Yes. And begins the long joke brain damage. of <laughs> Patrick Warburton sleeping all the time. Yeah. It's a good 
hilarious joke. It's it's funny. Yeah. It's so it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's a little bit of training. Yep. And then it's just okay. And then all of a sudden they're like like somehow he gets knocked out and when he wakes up he falls out of something or land. Oh, there's also a press conference where they're like, all right, we get to go out in jetpacks and show off that we're yeah. cool chimps. Oh, God. This that's, is, that's what happened. This he, is when we crashed just the jetpack and majorly then. started warburtoning all over the place yeah. was during this scene. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only natural. Here's how you use a jetpack. <laughs> but yeah, his, so Andy Samberg thinks he's going to steal a jetpack and fly back to the circus. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, gets out there and just, you know, starts being an idiot chimp and flying into everything. Yeah, he flies into the bottom of a helicopter and then knocks over all of the old Apollo <laughs> yeah, rockets that right. are on display at yeah, they Space Yeah, they fall over like Stonehenge in European mm-hmm. vacation. And <laughs> then he's like, all right, freedom! And then, you know, that's it. There was jet only like runs out. two yeah. seconds of juice in the jetpack. Yeah, and, so. I think he crashes on the stage. Yeah, and that's when he wakes up in the in yeah. the cockpit. And, and the he's soldier like, hits him in the face with the butt <laughs> of a rifle. And then he wakes up on the... It's like, oh, what test is this? And I'm like, oh, this is... Uh, well, you'll see. It's super realistic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of chipmunkle uh-huh. in there, Bob. Uh-huh. Well, this is well, this is the first time Patrick Barber decides to call him Cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he does for the rest of the whole night. Right, Cannonball. Cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Go into space. <laughs> so they just launch into space. Yeah. Yep. Buckle up, Cannonball. <laughs> and of course, they, they get to the wormhole... Mm-hmm. And the other two pass out. And because Andy Samberg has not done any sort of paying attention during any of the parts where he was supposed to take control, he doesn't know what to do no. while they go through space and beyond the infinite and <laughs> basically do the 2001 thing kind of. Yeah. Going through the wormhole and end up rocketing into a planet. Mm-hmm. He kind of deploy. Well, eventually the, the, the big airbag things mm-hmm. that surround the ship are deployed and they tumble to a stop yeah so yeah and then they fall off a cliff and then he ge- he gets out mm-hmm. and she wakes up immediately mm-hmm. pretty much warburton's out for like another 20 minutes yeah. he's he's sleeping take a little nappy do <laughs> <laughs> uh. but uh so like one of the one of the minion alien things has seen this and runs back to evil jeff daniels and mm-hmm. is just hey another space thing fell from the sky yeah and meanwhile he's been trying to con trying to rebuild like vegas landmarks there's on- a picture of a casino yeah in the presentation and he's like we're gonna build that and then mm. on triple sunday which is when the three suns of this planet converge mm. this volcano explodes or whatever and so he's like well we need to divert the the goo that's gonna kill everything down into your village so it doesn't kill me or wreck my new casino so they, he started constructing that. And one of the minions runs back. He's like, sir, a bigger space thing fell, fell from the sky. And he's like, what? Get it. <laughs> so they send their alien birds or whatever the hell they have <laughs> to go pick it up. And uh, yeah, the birds pick up. They they pick up the ship and take it away. Yeah. But, cause, but cause meanwhile, Andy Samberg and Cheryl Hines. They've been, wandered out. They're like, we got to go get help or something. Yeah. And for once in his life, he tell, he's like, don't touch that flower. You don't know what it could do. <laughs> right. And she, of course, yanks on the flower and it's giant sandworm things from Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. Big yeah. snakes. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Robert still passed out in the spaceship, <laughs> but... Yeah. But, but they, 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 these, he's still a long spirit things, for me. Yeah. These giant things are about to eat them and they... They throw the manual at it. They yeah, throw, they, they, they throw, throw the, the book at yeah, it. Yeah, she has a she has a manual of 
what to do if you encounter aliens or space something. things. Yeah. Why they give it to him. And he gives her this story about how a clown used to squirt him and then he throw confetti on people. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's, this movie's fucking stupid. But anyway, he throws it up and he's like, ah, oh, confetti. I don't know why it scares him, but it does. And then she's like, actually, I think they're scared of all those guys. And there's like a fucking army of these little poorly animated green dudes coming at them. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big chase scene where they keep running away and they learn how to swing once they land in the jungle. Yes. And it's like Indiana Jones 4. Yes. But it's at this yeah. point where like the first like, okay, so there have been straight up references to the right stuff and stuff and things of that nature in this because obviously. Well, mm-hmm. But so they get to this jungle thing and they're, you know, and he's trying to teach her how to, you know, be a monkey, basically. Yeah. And he, she has, she's she's too docile or what? she's too humanized. Yeah. And I forget the actual line that he says swing. Yeah. He's like swing. She, swing he's like, he's like, he, he says you're, you're, you're far too swift. Just swing. Swing very stiff one. Swing like the wind. Right. Yes. Like. It's a Three Amigos reference, yeah. Yeah. So very old one. So what? I like the one. <laughs> Just throw that in there and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's, all right. Maybe someone's trying. Well, yeah. Or it, maybe Sandberg just improvised that right. in the booth. Well, there, also, <laughs> earlier on, when they were doing all their tests and learning everything, mm-hmm. there's like a keypad that they have to press that oh, has yeah. different sounds. This was the part he was supposed to be paying attention to, how to deploy yeah. everything. Yes. Yeah, and he plays uh, Axel Foley's theme mm-hmm. on the thing. Because mm-hmm. kids, they love that Beverly Hills Cop. They do. They're like, oh, Beverly Hills Cop, I remember that theme song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That no, they f- fucking don't, because that was 24 years before this came out. Yeah, and he plays it for a good 45 seconds, too. It's not like it's a, just a quick oh, no. reference. It's like a scene yeah these aren't like slipped in there for the parents watching the movie they are presented as just these are the jokes jokes <laughs> and references like yeah. here here's a thing that you should recognize ha ha yeah <laughs> ha ha there's a chimp doing them yeah yeah i'm gonna bring a joke about 5000 to laugh at these huh. yeah so but but so they they escape the jungle. Yeah, because the the vines turn out to be actual things with bitey mm-hmm. <laughs> mouths on them. So, which they turn back on their enemies, chasing them on the on the bird things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they get out of that. They yeah. they fall off a cliff. Like they're like, <laughs> we made it, we're free, and then they fall and and they off. fall from very high distances a lot in this mm-hmm. movie. Yes, um, she l- bounces on a mushroom, and he just he just lands on yeah. the. On the I'll, flat surface, yeah, man. He, he says, "I'm used to falling off these sorts of things." Yeah, but for Here's a good ten you seconds, tuck your chin. They don't animate him, and you're like, "Wow!" Oh. So now, okay, good. Now it's pa- Patrick Warburton's yeah. time to become the hero of this movie. <laughs> I killed the other guy. No, I'm oh, the lead. The young guy died. <laughs> well, I guess he got turned into paste. <laughs> good thing I'm to shine. <laughs> good thing I read the manual. Ah. But so they and then they encounter Christian Chenoweth's little character, which is this tiny little. It's it, a giant head. It's a little nipple. It's like a, a fucking nipple <laughs> yeah. running around. But, but right. it lights hold up. On, hold it's on. Hold nipple. on. Wow. Jesus Christ. It's a lit. Like, nipple. Hold on. We're like skipping over the like the things that are actually good in this movie. The lit nipple. No, no, no we're, we're going to get back to him. Patrick Warburton. No, 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 Don't no. Worry. no. <laughs> okay. What? What else? Well, you know, when you're not looking at your phone and you see the movie, see when she first comes out on the screen. Yeah. She comes out in like fucking opera singer voice. It's it's a fucking 
wonderful sight gag. Now, I mean, it continues. If that had well, just she's been, like running, like yeah. to and from, like you don't really well, see what it is. It's like, yet. It's like he's like, hey, when do we leave her flashlight? Why is her flashlight walking? Mm-hmm. But when she gets in frame, and he's like, he goes, why does her flashlight have a face? <laughs> and then she just darts between two of these stupid tree things. It goes, whoa! <laughs> yes, fucking great. Yes. I, I agree. No goddamn reason. Laughed at that. Absolutely. But then it's just, it's explained yeah. this is a little scared creature. Mm-hmm. And his that, face is light up when it, the yeah, more scared again. Their yeah. heads glow and they it's a sing opera nipple thing. whenever they're scared, which is all the time on this hellish night <laughs> landscape where they yeah. try to live. Um, but yeah, this thing's like, okay, well, if you got to get over to that place, here's all the horrific obstacles you have to go through. And it's mm-hmm. just this laundry list of. Yeah. You know, but the, she says first it's nightfall. We need to get some sleep. Yeah, so let's lay down. Yep, and that lasts for five seconds. <laughs> yes, it and then does. she's like, "All right, now well, it's daytime again." We got three sons, so <laughs> it's always well. I mean, they, it's always dawn somewhere. They, they let Sandy Sandberg do like a oh, how long we sleep? It's like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> what? Oh. Gotta get going. Yeah. So. Uh, they, yeah, she she tells him like the only way to get back to where you need to go is to like go through like the land of a hundred atrocities or something I mean, it's yeah, something it's, like that it's not that it's word but three it's, or four different things and the first one they hit is the the cave of i don't know infinite despair or something mm-hmm. where it's just like oh there's gonna be something scary in there yeah so well at least at least andy's ever goes man what's what's with this planet yeah everything sucks <laughs> yeah how do you people yeah. live here yeah because uh, meanwhile warburton yeah <laughs> yeah he's uh <laughs> they they've taken the the shuttle to the Taj Mahal that this guy's building, <laughs> right? And yeah. uh, and and he's been just going around in his little spider mobile, mm-hmm. doing all sorts of crazy shit. And Warburton comes out and just kind of like it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm the ambassador here from Earth. Yeah, I gotta categorize all you guys. <laughs> And just starts putting numbers, like like putting he's stamps. Got a, yeah. He's got a label maker, and he's yeah. just he's All like, right, "Well, we're gonna organism take one, <laughs> organism two. Well, he tells him, "It's like, well, we're gonna take you all back for yeah. the section, <laughs> yeah. which is we put you on a nice sheet and cut you open." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's call you specimen one. <laughs> yeah, and Zartog is like number three, and he's like, "I'm Zartog. I'm in charge here." He's like, "Oh, yeah, so uh, uh, Zartag. Okay, all right. Is that one or two G's?" All right, and this, this is where he begins the "I'm never going to say your name right" thing with him, yeah, including and not limited to. I think in the very same scene, he's like, "All right, Zelik." Yeah, he calls him Zelik, which <laughs> Jesus movie, <laughs> not even fame, big like big Woody Allen movies from the '80s, just one of the weird off the wall well, ones. That was actually from the '70s, I believe. No, it was, no, it was early, early '80s. 80s. Okay. Yeah. It was like right before Purple Rose of Cairo starring oh. Jeff Daniels. Oh, so hey, he well, so. ah. was like, hey, what if he says that like that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like these constant references to like, wait, who is like even just like regular adults watching this aren't going to get these things. Mm-hmm. This is true. So, hey, you got it. Well, yeah, but I'm weird. Yeah, you're not a regular adult. <laughs> that is true. You're kind of weird, Chuck. <laughs> this weirdo. Uh, we watch the cinema four. of people that have married their daughters and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're not normal here. No. Yeah, but uh, <sighs> eventually Zartog gets back in the machine and grabs Warburton by the head yeah. and is like, I'm going to dunk you in the in the white pit of the stuff that doesn't reflect any surfaces and is poorly <laughs> right. rendered. The and non-textured then, and, that's, and this starts Warburton doing the, well, you know what that button does. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'm not going to tell you unless you let me go. Yeah, it's this constant cycle of, 
I'll teach you a cool thing about the thing. Yeah. And it's like, if oh, okay, I'll spare you. And then yeah. he's like, no, nah, yeah. now I'll kill you. And it's like, well, I didn't tell you about this other thing. Mm-hmm. And that just keeps going. Yeah. Going. So, but, so that gets established. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. But, yeah. Meanwhile, Andy Samberg and company are going through this cave where there's just this giant green creaturey thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They almost set it up that it's going to be the asteroid monster, like the worm from Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back, because like the cave itself has teeth yes if they're going into it and the whole thing is squishy and but no it's just a <laughs> it's just a big fat amorphous thing. blob yeah animal yeah. thing with big mouth yeah and they try to go left or go right and it goes left and they kind of get they, they get to it like a dead end and yeah, they're like and they're what are we gonna to... do and they're trying to get the the nipple head to stop glowing <laughs> her name's kilowatt <laughs> right sorry because yeah. it gives a big sure. long name and they're like whatever we're just gonna call you kilowatt mm-hmm. um but Andy Samberg has to instruct this thing how to stay calm, which is basically imagine your worst fear and then imagine conquering it, and then you're fine. So it does that for the longest time, and then it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm cool. I'm not glowing anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we can't get to the exit because the fat creature thing is just guarding it. And she's like, well, you guys, good luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go do this now. I'm now going to sacrifice my life for you people that I met five minutes ago. Yeah. And it just runs over. It's like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Mm-hmm. And the thing comes over and eats it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, While <laughs> they stand and watch instead of just booking it, right. thus making her sacrifice almost worthless. It's right. fucking hilarious, though, because she's standing in front of it. She's yeah. like, if you eat me at all, it make me stronger. And the thing doesn't even like go chop. It just like frog tongues yeah. out. <laughs> yep. And you just see glowing thing moving through to the stomach. And you're just like, wow. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Like, keep I guess in mind, should... this movie is rated G. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should also uh, note that back on Earth, uh-huh. they've been like, well, fuck, we lost the thing. Y- yes. It's programmed to come back in 24 mm-hmm. hours, but they were expecting, like, after a certain window that they were going to get communication, mm-hmm. and they never do. So now they're just waiting yeah. for this automatic 24-hour thing to expire, so it'll just bring itself back, mm-hmm. and they're just hoping that the chimps are in there. Now. And meanwhile, Comet in Houston... On Comet, on Houston, on... <laughs> Let's uh-huh. get all Blitzton. Um, <laughs> they have... Comet made a banana phone. And, uh, like, an hour earlier. Right. And that's the only thing that they can get any communication from. But they're not telling the humans about it. And they're working on making it two-way. Yeah, it's only one... They're only receiving the audio from Andy Samberg and, and Charles Hines. Mm-hmm. They're, they're right. not able to communicate. So they basically have the talk button pushed permanently right um, something like that yeah so yeah they're, they're hearing plot. what's happening but it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. and the chimps couldn't tell them tell the people that everything's okay anyway because they're chimps they just they don't speak chimpling. human right yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah meanwhile you know andy samberg and the and the lady chimp have been kind of bonding and mm-hmm. well, you know they, getting closer they, they walk out of that little cave and immediately like land on the cloud of id cloud of id ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you were expecting a Freud joke to pop up in this movie, here it is. Collect your prize at the door. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have just won Space Chimps Bingo. Because in this cloud, Andy Samberg immediately assumes the position of laying on a couch talking about his problems, while Cheryl Hines adopts the position of sitting in a chair and just saying over and over again, how does that make you feel? Tell me about your father. And then, like, a Freud voice comes in and says, that's enough of this. Yeah, well, he basically (laughs) says, you know, I never appreciated Houston enough, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he he was like father to me, all that stuff. And well, of Houston's course, listening Houston on the banana phone. Yep. But yeah, but they get to a certain point and yeah. And, and the cloud itself just goes, yeah, that's enough. Yep. You're good. 
and, and then shoots them out. <laughs> yeah, and then throws them a few thousand feet down to the earth where they just kind of land and go, huh, all right. Yeah, I guess we got out of that obstacle. Yeah. Uh, they have a discussion about the superego and the id for a while, and it's like... No, they don't even for a while. She's just like, well, you know, sometimes the id and the superego <laughs> clash. She's like, I didn't understand any of that. Let's go over here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they're done with all the the yeah there's the no more real obstacles the it's just and all the, the other things fire swamp and all that show yeah, up yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they they got dropped at the top of the volcano isn't that what happened they just they kind of show up on the other side of where the presentation yeah. is happening they're just like oh well here we are mm-hmm. yeah he's threatening to dip patrick Hortburton again and he's like well before you kill me i could tell you how you could take over the entire universe yeah. anybody tell you about the 3d radar yeah <laughs> Yeah. And they're and what? meanwhile they're like <laughs> looking at the stupid avatar bugs and are like, We can ride those mm-hmm. and they jump on him and start going towards him, to which he presses the radar and is like, There's chips incoming. Yeah. Get them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I They're it, able to get away and get onto the rocket. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't really like they it sort of starts a battle, but like I think at this point, like all the people that should be fighting for evil Zartag are kinda like fuck this guy mm-hmm. yeah so i don't think they like spring into yeah. action because yeah. he, he just froze another couple of random people for no reason yeah, too. yeah. And, and they were able to grab warburton and throw him on the back of one of right. their little avatar things yes mm-hmm. yeah and they and they all get back on the shuttle mm-hmm. and they're like all right well guess we'll head back now yep yeah and then they they look out the window and yeah. they see that ham is like looking that he's just rampaging on the yeah he's Voyager just thing picking up dudes and just dunking them in this <laughs> this secret sauce just mm-hmm. constantly and he's just like Ah, uh, we we kind of Earth kind of did this. So I was like, we didn't do this. The humans did this, but still, you know, we're from yeah. there. Yeah, we're from Earth. We we need to stop this. Yeah, and she and Luna's like, yes, you're right. And, and he's like, like, you're yeah, crazy, Cat. I got a mission here. <laughs> uh, gotta complete the mission. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so like, Rocket takes off, and they're standing there, and like through the smoke, out comes Patrick Warburton as well. Yeah, decided to stick with you. Doesn't leave another chip behind. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, and they immediately are caught by. Yeah, Zartag. they're caught. Yeah, again, and he's got all of them basically in the claws, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah." And Warburton's like, "I'll tell you how to control the universe <laughs> right. with this thing, but you gotta let my friends go." He's like, "Oh, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> tell me what to do." Mm-hmm. And he just you basically press this button and then that button. <laughs> you pull that switch over there. And then you twist the thing. Yeah. Slide the lever back. Yeah. And he does. Wrong lever, crunk. And he, <laughs> he hits and it basically engages the, not just an ejector seat, but like a launch into space seat. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, he just flies up and... Fly, uh, oh, he lands back in the goo yeah, and freezes himself. Yes. So now they have a Zartog statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, All the other things are kind of stoked. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, didn't What's-Her-Face show back up or is mm-hmm. that the very end? No, she showed back. I think up she was like the... part of the reason why they were able to get away. Yeah, like mm-hmm. back to the ship because yeah, um, she was like, "Hey, yeah." Nipplewith came back and yeah, um, yeah. was like, "Hey," I, and they're I, like, "Wait, you died!" And she's like, "No, no, let me tell you what happened." And then they just cut to the glowing head continuing to move throughout the creature's body, and then everyone's like, "Ah," oh. <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, they're, no. like, they're like, "What did you fight your way out?" She's like, "No, not exactly." <laughs> like, oh, okay, we're we're good here. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um. <laughs> yeah, and so like, all right, yay! Okay, Zartag is a is a statue now. 
Yeah. And wait. What? Okay. So like, okay, before before the spaceship took back off mm-hmm. and they were all like prepping. Oh, the best joke. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're all like prepping to go back and they realize that everything in the ship is just a dummy. Like it, mm-hmm. none of it matters. Um, yeah. Because there was supposed to be like an emergency pack and they open up and they're like, hey, it's just bells and whistles. Yeah. And, and it's, it's literally, literally a, a bell, bell and a whistle. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Sandberg's like, I told you, we're all just we're patsies. We're here. Just, you know, no, he says we're guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why could i be a squirrel or a or, or whatever it is like or, or, or guinea pig or, oh no he's no he said you're, you're not, that's right he does he goes yeah. yeah the guinea pigs are on the mars mission <laughs> oh, yeah. guinea pigs are on the mars mission is the best and they cut to these guinea pigs just going yay in little in little <laughs> astronaut little suits running suits. in hamster wheels and you see like a red planes in the background out the yep. window of their ship yep it's three seconds. It is the best cutaway joke. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not selling it, but like it, for once, the visuals in the movie do this justice because mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a it's a really funny cutaway joke. And there's another joke right after this where we were like, hey, movie, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Quit being good for a second. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. What was the other one? Because, yeah, it was it was rapid fire. I was like, well, who wrote this section of the movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was when Warburton, Warburton went back to his doing chimp puns. Or, oh yeah, when he said they, well, if we're gonna get out of here, we have to chimpervise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, these are like thirty seconds apart, and you're just like, whoa, hang on, mm-hmm. the joke to time ratio of this movie is way off now. Um, yeah, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to blow right past sure, the, yeah. the things where we kind of came around on this movie a we little bit. We forgot to like, put a whole shitload of jokes on this. <laughs> uh, might as well throw them in at the end. <laughs> yeah, but so they've they've. They effectively saved, killed Zartai. Yeah, they've saved the planet. However, mm-hmm. they're now mm-hmm. stuck here. Yes. Yeah. And because their ship did take off. They mm-hmm. got out. Ship took off. It's yep. gone. Yep. It's yeah. coming back to Earth. Which like is already back to Earth. And like yeah. it landed and they're like it crash landed, like nearly ran over the senator. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they open it up and just a dust cloud comes out of it. And they're like, I guess the chimps didn't make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, there's like shutter NASA. It's all done. Yeah. Stanley Tucci's like, we're turning this into a paint your own plate factory. <laughs> It's going to be arts and crafts here forever. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know mm-hmm. what the connection is to that, but uh, it would be build a bear if it was now. Yeah, I'm just saying. I like, guess that was the joke at okay. the time. Yeah. All right. So on, back on the alien planet, they're like, well, we've got this rover thing, but it's not built to go back. It's just built to be a death machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do we do? And they're like, well, we can if everyone chips in, we can we can you scrap mean if it. everyone chips in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh yeah so (laughs) they can they can basically repurpose it into a rocket ship and then they're like well how are we going to escape the planet's gravity we don't have enough thrust and that's when (laughs) chenoweth is like volcano um because the suns are about to align we could just launch you out of this volcano Mm -hmm. so it's about yeah and it's about this time that houston and whatever the other chimps name uh, comp back on earth have comet <laughs> have figured out how to communicate with them. So they're, they're kind of talking through this at this point. Um, and this is when like Houston gets super frustrated and like puts a banana out like a cigarette and says, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit eating bananas. Like airplane, airplane reference. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just Backload this whole movie with references. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, you know, they construct a little rocket and they load it in this tube to shoot out of the volcano. And they also build up this wall so that the 
the non-textured goo that comes out of the volcano won't kill everybody. They kind of repurpose the walls of the casino mm. that were being built into a barricade. Yeah, and yeah, they just, they just the suns align and they go shooting out of there, and everyone's like, "Hooray!" And yeah, the stuff almost bleeds over the wall, but doesn't. Yep. And of course, when they go back through the wormhole, Patrick Warburton and Cheryl Hines pass out, mm-hmm. and Andy Samberg's like. I got this this time. Yeah. I care now. Yeah. Oh, also they strapped what's his name to the to the front. Oh, that's of the right. Thing. They, they, they they needed they, a they, nose cone. Yeah. So they they <laughs> took the evil uh, Zartog statue thing essentially and strapped it to the nose of the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all the ones that had been frozen got shattered out of whatever that stuff was. The shockwave when the yeah. rocket took off shattered yeah. everyone out of that. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Sure. Pretty good. Yeah. Which is probably sure, how Zartog comes back in the sequel. He you know got melted out by mm-hmm. the reentry. Yes. They just never noticed he wasn't on the nose anymore when they landed. Well, the post credit scene explains where he ends up. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very good. It's a very important that. scene. I walk out <laughs> of the room. Sorry. Super important. <laughs> yeah. But he's coming in too fast and mm-hmm. and they have to adjust the trajectory or whatever is what they're radioing him through their banana phone. Yeah. He's got to change by exactly 33 degrees or else they're going to burn up. So he just does a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then she, she wakes, wakes up. up. Yeah. And she's like, you need help, stranger. <laughs> He's like, oh, cool. You're awake. And I think Warburton wakes up too. Mm, nah. No, not until they land. No. no still, okay. yeah. still not. <laughs> All right. So the two yeah, of them. But, but she has to go out and like fix one of the fins. <laughs> and so she's, she fixes the fin, but they're, they're attempting to land on a moving platform that Houston is driving down mm-hmm. the, highway where there's nothing textured on the outside of the highway yeah yeah and i don't know why yeah, they're trying she, to land on this truck it's not any better than, yeah. <laughs> than the runway yeah and eventually they do land on it but she gets thrown off and they use the same not moving animation on her mm-hmm. <laughs> for andy sandberg to run over to her yeah but they do successfully land it they do well yeah. and she's dead on the sidewalk mm-hmm. she's fucking pavement burger <laughs> And he goes over and he says all this, oh, well, you know, oh, I, I wish I had been better to you. You were really, you're an awesome chimp and blah, blah, blah. And she just starts finishing his sentences. Yeah. And by the third one, he's like, oh, wait, you're alive. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Hooray. That's great. Yeah. It's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It really is. And Stanley Tucci and company are... Yeah, they, they suddenly show up, and then the news crews are there, and they're like, oh, my God. Look, look, they, someone built this rocket. Yeah, and, how did this get back here? And they're like, that was never meant to come back. Yeah. And the chimps go over and pose with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the senator has no choice but to say it's going to be a super-duper rocket propulsion thing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no more macrame or whatever the hell they're going to be doing mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's pretty much when, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it has credits with a uh, bare naked lady song about chimpanzees <laughs> yes, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scooby Doo, dub dub bop. Scooby Scooby Doo. Ah, yeah. Space chimps will return. Mm-hmm. And there's an after credit scene of the statue of Zartog getting peed on by a dog. Zartog, that's his name. Yeah, he's uh he's now like a centerpiece of a fountain somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not sure where. And a dog yep. comes over and pees on him. Yep. Ha ha. <laughs> Which I will say is pretty much the only lowbrow joke in the movie. 
Like there's no fart jokes. There's there's like one reference to flinging <sighs> your own. I thought there poop. was a dick joke earlier at some point. There was when he says, "Is that a banana phone in your pocket, or are you just happy to see yeah. me?" Mm-hmm. Which this movie's rated G. <laughs> rated G for gangster. <laughs> Oh good. <laughs> Ice D is here with Patrick Warburton. Hey Ice. What's up, P? Kids are sniffing glue and eating bananas. They what? call it the kindergarten special. That's nasty. They're uh, sniffing uh, plastic, uh, rubber cement and getting really high. We call it a silly buddy. <laughs> there it is. That ties it all together right there. Uh, yeah, but that's a good joke. Like, the, there's a lack of jokes for the for a long stretch mm. of this movie, but there's no like super lowbrow humor in this. Okay, you know, there's no fart. Sure, it's not, not like Space Buddies where they farted all the time to get right. <laughs> propulsion. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yep. So, yeah, I don't even know where to begin on this one. I I have to think about it while you guys make ratings. All right. I don't think any of us wants to go first. But I will. <laughs> well, all right then. Two bags. <laughs> okay. It's pretty bad. Hmm. I Yeah, there's a couple good jokes, but like the animation pissed me off. Yeah. Like Andy Samberg's motivation throughout the movie is really fucking weird. In that it's like it's presented like he wants to go to space, and then when he's given the opportunity to space, he does everything he can to not go to space. He's like, "Oh hell no! Yeah, I don't want any part of this." Yeah, and then I, I don't know. It, he's like super interested in staying in the circus, which like goes against every wildlife movie you've ever seen with talking animals. Mm-hmm. Like none of them ever want to stay in the circus. No. <laughs> Their dreams are always get me the fuck out of the circus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this movie being pro circus is really weird. <laughs> It kind of is, yeah. But I, I just, it's it was an okay circus. They had good burgers. <laughs> I, they did, didn't they? but yeah. The only like the the gerbled or the the guinea pig joke is the only one that really got me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was just more fun to just do Warburton versus voices for the entire fucking movie. But we did have a good time doing yeah. that. But yeah, two bags. It's just I, it wasn't doing shit for me. But I didn't despise it. Yeah. But I would not recommend it. Okay. I'm mostly indifferent on this movie. I When it started, I felt like we were in for a bad time. I I was really seriously considering calling it. Yeah. Like calling in the veto. Like it, it just seemed like it, once it presented what its sense of humor was going to be in those first five minutes, you're like, oh, oh, no, this is not this is going to be bad. Then we started doing our own thing with Warburton, which made the movie so much better. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and then it it has, I don't know, six six or seven really, not really good, good jokes. Like the references, I, I it kept like hurting my brain that the references were in there, but I'm fine with it because I get them and it's better than no references, I guess. Um, yeah, but that's just really weird because it's like... I guess it's supposed to be for the parents, you know, doing that sort of thing. But it's still like, what the fuck are you doing? They're they're super. They're so dated. They're, they're dated, so amazingly dated. But like the three amigos, the three amigos one is so so buried that like like we were saying before the show started, even the the maniacs who do the IMDb trivia stuff haven't made that connection yet. No. 
like having references three amigos in this line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even in there. Yeah, you, you have to see three amigos like a hundred times, like it, I have in my life. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's just nobody's watched this movie. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big hit. No, I mean, it was really. A, it was a big enough moneymaker to crank out an immediate sequel and <sighs> make a video game, and they tried the marketing machine on it. But no, it, it, it's not one of it's not one of the the big late two thousands animated features. No. Um, so I think I landed at. I think I landed at one bag specifically because I think you could you could take like the references in this aren't built up. It's not like you have to see another scene to get it and you could make a two minute video of the references and go, okay, that that's the best part of the movie and you're not missing anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the the animation being substandard hurts it. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm not mad at it. It's just you're just disappointed. I just can't recommend it. Like the the six or seven things we laughed at are not enough for me to go. You should probably watch this. I mean, there are better Warburton things to watch. So, um, all right, I'll go. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving it a defiant one jocks, and and I'm going to, I'm going to <laughs> a explain defiant it. one jocks, and, and I'm I'm going to explain it. Like, yes, the animation is atrocious. Like, yeah. I, I feel like the animation is something you have to overcome. I feel like if the animation was good in this, we'd mostly be singing a different tune. Like, I actually think there's a couple of things that are a little muddy, which, you know, it's a kid's movie. You Mm -hmm. know, I kind of expect that as far as motivations and things like that. Um, Not all of them are written like with, you know, serious storytelling in mind. Yeah. Um, But like this movie, this movie feels like a weird sort of oddity that I'm, I'm, I mean, if I were, being honest, I'd probably just edge over into the one bag territory and just be like, I think this is okay, but I'm just going to stay on this side and not recommend. I'm saying this movie is just enough of an oddity that I would actually recommend seeking it out because the the references are just obscure enough. There are a couple f- actually funny jokes in it, um, both visually and you know, you know just telling a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a shame that like they didn't bother to finish the animation, essentially. Um because like, I, I don't know. You guys, you guys seem like you were making fun of the people that are in it, but I fucking appreciate the shit out of anyone. I, I think I more appreciate someone giving like a, a give it all vocal performance mm-hmm. for something that you look at and you go like that. Yeah, that's what you did this for. Right. Kind of like the like the dude that just hammed it the fuck up for the Power Rangers movie. Yes, like that guy was just like, this is my fucking moment to villain out. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. You know. I have a news. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know he, he he doesn't yeah. sound like it. You know, he doesn't sound like him where you're like, that's Jeff Daniels. But like Jeff Daniels is villaining the fuck out in Absolutely. several scenes in this. And it's, I had, I had fun listening to him do it. I mean, the animation doesn't mm-hmm. do it justice, but like, cause yeah, the alien people are the, like anything to do with the alien people is the worst looking part of this movie. Yeah. The chimp guys look okay. Like they have They're fur right. and hair and yes. like, Andy Samberg actually has a wacky chimp hairstyle. Patrick and they're Bur- not animated. Patrick, Patrick Warburton has, has a wacky chimp yeah, hairstyle, well, he has like too. A, he has like a, you know, flat top. Yeah, he's pretty wacky stuff, for a chimp. I mean, right stuff, flat top. Yeah, they, they basically, like, you know, put all the animation stuff into them, yes. more or less, and just forgot the aliens. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm saying, look at it, like, overlook the animation, and I'd say just watch this, because it's, it's weird, because I, I think it's better than some... Not animation wise, it's better joke wise and and voice uh, acting wise than some of the actual DreamWorks proper things. 
And my last thing that I want to say is the other thing I'm going to give it a huge knock for is the fucking poster. Like, I hate, hate when people do this shit where they're like, from somebody who brought you another thing <laughs> and you have to dig like 14 fucking producers deep to find mm. that one connection. Yep. There's a guy named John H. Williams, as in go to hell, um, <laughs> <laughs> who was a producer, like 14th producer on Shrek yeah. behind all the people you've actually heard of and produced this one, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck you. That not that a connection does not make. You know, by that metric, you could slap a ton of people's names on everything. Like anyone that's an investor on any like there are famous, you know, there are stars that have stakes in movie things. You yeah. could be mm-hmm. like, you know, from the mind of you know, whatever. It's just like, no, yeah. they from mm, the producer. They have 10 percent stake in this Schindler's fucking studio. List. Like, give yeah. me a break. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, I just real quick, like in terms of the vocal performances, I think they're all better than average or higher mm-hmm. except i will say that i don't think stanley tucci hammed it up enough no. he nope. seemed to be very mundane throughout this whole thing like mm-hmm. he is kind of the human villain of this mm-hmm. and He's definitely the human villain and never villains out really he just like i knew it was stanley tucci but it just like i couldn't even hear it in his voice at times I that's was just, a that's absolutely a failure of the writing i yeah. think because I, I mean like stanley tucci in the core Holy yeah. shit, man. Fuck that guy's yeah. fucking out of his mind in oh, that. I, he's had plenty of opportunities to do that. Maybe they were just like, hey, can you do a straight thing for Maybe, this? but it just that seems like a waste of Stanley Tucci. Yep. I, I know you were like, this is going to be a weird thing to say. The the three scientist people. Mm-hmm. I know, one of them is Jane Lynch, and the other two are mostly unknown people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they've been in a character actors. Character actors. Yeah. Um, yes, the Indian guy is a poor short circuit style stereotype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. However, I will say I didn't completely hate them because I immediately picked up like a Gilfoy and Dinesh vibe between was, the two of them. Yes. It was very like they were doing that shit and it's pre Silicon Valley. Yes. Like, I was amused by that because now I, I think my irritation with that was that they always had them doing something in the background. Like when Houston and, sure. and Comet were trying to work on something, they just come by silently in the background dancing and you're just like, what the fuck are they doing? Right. It's like the animators had a super boner for these characters. They were just like, put them in every scene, make them do something. I know. I and just, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed deadpan scientist guy. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, dead. I, I like deadpan. I kept guy. waiting for a better joke to come out of them. It mm-hmm. just seemed like, they they were being set up for better humor and it just was always just it kept falling we flat. pretty much pegged all the jokes yeah 30 seconds before they they said them yeah so anyway sorry bj no that's fine i know um, you wanted time to think so yeah well <laughs> i think i got an idea what i'm gonna write this one all right um i think i'll give it one tentative jocks <laughs> i almost made chuck spit pepsi all over almost everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it gets one, one tenet of jocks, which is you just basically have to listen to all of, all of Harlow's caveats and then you can kind of watch the movie. Just realize that the, all the money in this movie is in the voice actors. Uh, they spared every expense (laughs) with the, with the writing room for the most part. Like (laughs) they, they got... (laughs) They spared every expense at the in the writing room and the animation. Like, blew all the budget on. Guys, can we buy Maya and render this? No, you get Naya. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, they 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 spent the entire animation uh, animation budget on the chimps, and the rest of the budget on the voice cast and some intern stumbling by the studio 
was asked to write the thing and the intern happened to be 49 years old. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but you should watch it for the performances out of the voice actors. You don't even have to watch it. You can just put it in and listen to it. Yeah. I, it's, I'm thinking if you're an adult, at least someone who likes movies, yes. this, you could put on worse. You, there are plenty worse things to put on for kids to mindlessly watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like as far as noise goes. Because I don't know if, I mean, there is, or there's just. There's not a bunch of like screaming memes all over the exactly. fucking place. Like, I mean, so many animated movies now, DreamWorks especially, are like wall to wall sound. Yep. Like somebody is talking at all points in the movie or making a noise or screaming or singing or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like kids have short attention spans, noise throughout. That's the only mm-hmm. way we'll hold them. It could be worse. Yeah. It's just it it has a lot of problems, and if you understand that going in, then you can you can kind of enjoy it, or you could just get like really shit housed and watch it with your friends and do Patrick Warburton impressions for mm-hmm. for like eighty minutes with a space movie with chimpanzees and <laughs> NASA. And it is a good time if you do that. Mm-hmm. The moon, huh? <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, should we take a break? Yeah, I think we should take a break. Yeah. We're back with some second half action. <laughs> ah, some section. Second half action. <laughs> Bamcast. Bamcast. Second half. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to be back. It is. It's I'm enjoying this half. Best. Already. So far, it's a good half. Yeah, we haven't fucked it up. I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. We're just pumped. We're yeah. We're positive. We're we ready are. to bring good, happy feelings. That's right. Around. Yeah, so what are we getting into this half? Uh, I'm going to talk about a movie. Okay. Uh, Do you have good, happy feelings for it? No. Oh, sorry. Aww. Well, Shit. what movie? Uh, I watched La La Land. Oh. I mean, Moonlight. No. Uh, no, uh, I watched uh, La La Land. Uh, uh, all right. uh, I get it. <laughs> it's an Oscars joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I get it. Well, here's what I don't get. That movie yeah. and the love for it. Like, oh, I mean, because, all right, hold on, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me qualify this. You I, realize this almost won Best Picture. Sure. Um, let me qualify this by saying I fucking love musicals. I'm not. We as- know. I'm not ashamed to admit it. No, I fucking that's... love musicals. Yes. And I get what it's doing, like trying to pay om- homage to. I almost said homage. Um, so trying to play homage say to. Homage. Yeah, homage. Um, but it doesn't do it particularly well. Like it, it does it in such a disinteresting way to me. Like, I made a joke on Twitter, and I, I still stand by because I think it's fucking hilarious. It, it, um, <laughs> it's a good joke. Yeah, I mean, La La Land is basically 500 Days of Summer with less memorable, memorable musical sequences. Because, mm. like, I can't Did 500 tell Days of Summer have musical sequences? One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my joke. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry, plot-wise, it's the same, too. But uh, it's... I can't tell you a single song. I can't even like begin to hum a song that was in that movie. Hmm. 
that's a bad sign for a musical. Like, usually I walk out of a musical, I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever song is just fucking stuck in my head. I don't know that I can hum a single bar. I, I think I have the beginnings of whatever song was probably up for the Oscar. Like, the song, they were like, this is the song. Mm-hmm. I don't, nothing. I retained nothing song-wise from it. And production-wise, it's... Like, there's they, they do their most interesting thing sort of in the very beginning of the movie. Like, it's it's practically the opening shot of the movie as far as, like, how did you do this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And then everything else just feels like, oh, well, huh, this isn't... I mean, number one, it's not what I thought it was at all. It's set in modern day. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I figured, like, the way they were talking about, you know, paying homage to, like, 40s and 50s musical, I thought it just was going to be in the 40s and 50s. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Hmm. Um, Emma Stone's really good. I get why she did she win the Oscar. I know she was up for it. I think because that was the whole thing is like it was supposed to be they had her. Yes. Yeah. So she won the Oscar. Yes. I, I get that. She's she's really good at it. Warren but Beatty had the other envelope. She's more good in it acting, though. Like there's just this is the guy that made Whiplash. I mean, this is like it's a guy that knows music. Mm-hmm. And Whiplash. I, I, I like I loved Whiplash. I thought that was great. And mm-hmm. like and and. It, it I think it it's because I sense some of that I don't want to say like hatred for the music business, but like Whiplash was almost like if you want to be the best, you've got you're going to fucking suffer. Mm-hmm. Like and that and that's kinda of like what it's about. And this one just feels like I, I wanna be the best and I don't know, trip oh I fell into it. I, I just I just whoops. Right. I just whoops my way into being best. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and, and, and it just feels like the antithesis to the other one. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I I think I would have shut it off if I'd hated it because it was that mm-hmm. kind of movie, but I just didn't retain much really at all. And like, that's, that's my biggest gripe about it. And I, I swear Ryan Gosling is whatever the male version of a manic pixie dream girl is like absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Um, I was just like, why, why, why this guy slap this guy? Somebody slap this guy. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I'm honestly starting to think I don't like Ryan Gosling. Like, he can be good in things, but like, he's better in things when he's unlikable. Like, cause like I, nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he's kind of a shit heel, he, I buy it. I don't think I like it. Like I, there's just something about him that is unappealing to me. Like not in like a whatever, you know. He's pretty boy, but what I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> like you know, whatever. He's a pretty, go he's on. a pretty guy. He's sexy. He's sexy. He's he's a, he's Just, a pretty man. But have like, you seen him in a cardigan? There is just something like off putting about his mannerisms or something. Mm-hmm. He's got the young Bruce Willis smirk thing yeah. going on, and he can't stop doing it. And you're like, he's stop also smirking. got a, he's also got a wonky eye. <laughs> just just take a look at a picture of him. Look at his wonky no, eye. You'll never unsee it. It'll be like he's still pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I, God damn it. I, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, it's it's well shot and, and whatnot. Like it, it's a it's a fairly well made movie. It just if it was trying to capture. I mean, it, it most obviously seemed to be trying to capture like the Gene Kelly style musical number, hmm. you know, or musical movies like because it does the big, long, like fantasy sequence number at the end. Mm-hmm. These aren't spoilers. You know, like, really? I mean, it does the like, <laughs> sure. Like, obviously, fake set, mm-hmm. you know, moving, like, the big finale number kind of thing. Right. And it just, like, it is, it just misses that. I mean, like, if you're going to have, if you're going to have, like, serious stuff in that, you can't, you know, you make it light and fluffy or you or you make a serious movie that's about, 
you know, you make rent or you make American Paris. You just, you don't kind of combine the two. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, because like we have one moments where it's like, this is emotional. And then it's like, da, 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 da. It's like no, <laughs> like don't mm. sm- you know, dance with a big fucking smile on your face. It just, it's weird. Hmm. I, I don't know. Like said, just, so you didn't like it. I didn't love it. No. Yeah. He didn't love it. Thought it was okay. Say it was fine. Sure, I'll probably never ever watch it again. Yeah, okay. Like I mean, it's, it goes on that list. Like I don't hate that I watched it, but yeah, I, I I'd rather go watch an American in Paris or Singing in the Rain or anything else. Like that's like the real thing. Okay, you know, and if you liked La La Land, your your mind's gonna be fucking blown when you watch those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Hmm. So speaking of minds being blown, go go on. Yeah, I watched Alien again because you know. <laughs> It was the day to watch Alien today, so oh. was it? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Friday, Alien Day. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I've, I've talked about this movie plenty of times. It's it's a literally perfect movie, <laughs> like it really is. Like I, it I can't think of anything that could possibly be changed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and just I wish movies were allowed to have this kind of patience these days. Yeah, because I mean, like the opening credits is just a pan over a planet with that creepy music as the logo builds itself for mm-hmm. a minute and a half and it's nothing. And nobody speaks in it until almost the seven minute mark in the movie. You don't even see anybody until after the five minute mark in the movie. And it's like, you just can't do that now. Like Tarantino is probably the only person who'd be able to get away with doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not the kind of movies he makes. Yep. You know, he, he could not like him. He just could not handle having a silent sequence People have to be yammering away in his movies, but he seems like the only type of person that has the clout to pull off something like that. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, the sound design in that movie! Like, I, I don't know why I noticed it this time, but like, almost every sound in that first half of the movie, that first hour, is just like threatening. Headphones? Did you watch it with headphones? Yeah, that's why. No, I mean, sir, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not being a dick. I mean, I, I've listened to music and like thousand times I've listened to my car or in a stereo and you put on headphones like oh, shit, I've never even heard that like subtle mm. symbol in the background or that something. That does change a whole yeah. lot yeah. about a sound experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but it, either way like the sound like all the sounds all the tools make like everything when they get inside the ship and they're you know they're finding the eggs and the sound it makes when he's breaking that little laser barrier like all of it every sound that's in the first half of that movie is fucking threatening sounding and just sounds off and dangerous. And you know, it just, that's how they, it sells all of it. Yeah. Is there an official like extent, like an official extended version of alien? There is a 2003 director's cut, Uh which Ridley Scott says they're calling a director's cut, but I just made an alternate cut because they wanted something. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't do it, they were going to do it. And it basically cuts in the footage of you find one of them mutating into an egg. Okay. But the, it really, the biggest problem with that scene is it comes, it it stops the movie dead in its tracks. Because right. this is the point where everybody else is dead. Yeah. She's got to get out. Yeah. And she finds Dallas right. almost dead. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it, the scene I'm thinking of. I wondered yeah. if it had been like officially put back in or. The, the, only, yes. the only reason that scene is worthy of inclusion is it sets up the quote-unquote catchphrase of aliens which is the kill me yeah i mean that's like yeah. the only thing that's mm-hmm. appeared in like every aliens thing ever yeah but and it wouldn't even have been in there in the original mm-hmm. cut right yeah and i mean i guess it kind of can explain some stuff that is in later movies sure. but you know through retcons or whatever but 
because one of them is mutating into an egg. Mm-hmm. But it it's just it's not. Yeah it it doesn't work. And and aside from that, the movie is actually shorter. Yeah. Because they've shortened sequences like in the beginning, and when you change that and you've changed the music, and it's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's still. I mean, there's still so much inherently awesome stuff in there. So like, the theatrical know. theatrical cut is still the primary oh. like release. Oh. oh God, yes. Okay, so like whatever the latest Blu-ray is is the theatrical. I think they, they give you a choice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Blu-ray has, but all I believe all of them have all alternate versions okay. on them. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they you live pop switches. It in, yeah. You pop it in and it says, "Do you want to watch 1979 okay. theatrical or 2003 director's cut?" Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I could be wrong. I think I think Blu-ray players and whatnot now are fast enough that they live switch. Like it's just the same material and it just cuts. Like I don't think they have two different prints of the movie, do they? I mean, I think they did because the color timing is oh, different. Is okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I honestly, I haven't looked too much into it because I've only I only watched that version once hmm. and was like, yeah, I don't really need that. I think I watched it with commentary. Even I didn't even yeah. watch it like as a movie movie back when whenever it was that I did that. Right. Because you know, you have a perfect movie. You don't need to <laughs> do an alternate cut of it. I mean, but, and we had seen that scene as a deleted scene on the yes. 1999 DVD set. I saw it on the laser disc. Ah, yeah. So it's been around, Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. The quadrilogy. Making up words. There have been so many sets, so many alien sets over the years. And, and they I've are all fucking all of them worthless now. I mean, like they're the best produced oh, yeah. movie sets and they're all fucking worthless. Like whenever there's a new one, I'm like, well, time to get rid of the old one. And like Amazon's like, we'll give you a penny for it. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah, it's, it's maybe, not worth Maybe don't upgrade. Sell. I got to upgrade every time there's a new one. Yeah. Well, well, like, especially when I went the 25th anniversary edition. Yeah. And I don't think there was anything new on it. If I remember yes, correctly. True. It was like a cooler package for yeah. just, but it was just for Alien. It right. wasn't any other movies, but yeah, I'm fine with that. But, but yeah, I mean, that's just one of those movies where like, just everything works out where it's like you've they changed the score there's an alternate score i don't mm-hmm. know if that's on the blu-ray i think it is i remember it was on the old original dvd back in 99 mm-hmm. which is good but it's not the one that they use the one that they used is just fucking amazing yes and it's just it it sets you it just puts you on edge and then everything else that goes on in that movie puts sets you on edge yeah. <laughs> as it goes. I know I've seen the opening titles with a different score. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, this is this music is fine, but not for this. Like use that in something else. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just one of those movies where everything ended up working and the seventies style of just you you've got dialogue, but you're just kind of like that naturalistic thing it makes it even better. Yeah. Like I, it's just, it's just one of those movies I don't feel like could end up being made again. And it doesn't help that, you know, it, the problem now with all the alien movies, as we've talked about is, you know, the alien, you know what it looks like. It, yeah. It's that power is gone. Yeah. Whereas the first time it shows up in that movie, if you, you know, if you've never seen any of them before, you're like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Because that thing suddenly 20 times the size it was the last time you saw it. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but I think like one of the, the things that makes alien and aliens work so well that movies today just don't have is like they had such a long pre-production. Like they had so much time Mm -hmm. to build and create. And then like they kept the actors separate. Yeah. And then they had time to all like 
hang out and get to know each other and kind of build this like camaraderie. Mm-hmm. I, that's especially true with aliens because they all went to like basic training and they all yeah. did things like they got to customize their suits and everything and you know write stuff on their guns and they it, movies now are just like okay we got you know you Scarlett Johansson's weeks. here for for eight hours we got to cram in all her scenes say goodbye to her the rest of mm-hmm. it's going to be on green screen bye you know I mean it's like you yeah know, movies just aren't made that way yeah anymore. they just there's no there's no setup time there's no anything yeah. it, it's just there's, there's a lot to be said about immersion like. Getting yeah. into a set, staying there for a while, and becoming the character—not just like, "Hey, I'm an actor, and hey, yeah. you want me to Warburton today or Warburton tomorrow? <laughs> hey. when, when should I Warburton?" Yeah, you know, I thought so. we were done with yeah. that the first half. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I mean, just Jesus, come in, do your thing, and leave. Huh. Like, never become the character. Yeah, I yeah, mean, and and I get people that prefer Aliens over Alien, but you know my my letterbox review was basically if anyone you know rated this less than 5 stars you you should reconsider your friendship with that person <laughs> cuz they don't understand movies it hurts me every time i see someone new watching it on twitter and they're live tweeting it uh, and they get like 45 minutes in and they're like i thought this movie was called fucking alien where's the alien i just want to reach through the screen and uh, grab them and it's shake so them. vital because you know everybody inside and out by the time you get there yeah yes yeah it <sighs> Yeah. It's frustrating, but I mean, I get it, but it's frustrating. If you are why, trying why? to... <laughs> why don't you just laugh at them and realize that they're not enjoying a thing that is awesome? Because I- I've done it. I've seen things that were in the late 70s and everyone said this is the most important thing you can ever see. And you see it now and you go, yeah, but that thing's been done a million times now. And I've seen mm-hmm. it so many times that I can't, I don't have that fresh exposure to it. So I yeah. can't was, see it with those eyes. Like bullet discussion? Kind of. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like that. Like, I don't know. Car chase. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, it, it, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, like you know, bullet greatest car chase of all time. That's that's the thing. That's right. the thing everyone mm-hmm. points to. But you see a you fucking see Fast Five, yeah. and you're like, really bullet. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's timing involved in a lot of sure. these things. So yeah. I mean, I can understand it. It still hurts me. I don't, I I just don't even care. Like I said, I I laugh at. I, I, call it moral superiority or whatever. It's just like, I just said like, you can't enjoy that. That sucks for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why don't you go watch whatever dumb thing of the week? Also, I like, if you're going to, if you're going to watch something like alien or another classic, you know, universally recognized as a five star movie. And if you think otherwise you're wrong, don't put yourself in the mind mindset of live tweeting it or like, posting your reactions or anything just just sit down and and put yourself in that experience wholly because they are not like stuff like that is not it's not for a distracted time you mm-hmm. really should be paying attention to it shit this like, movie tonight is I, I i can't do that fucking period like if i if i get on my phone it's because i want to know more about something that's happening i never ever look at something else ever i have i've mm. never done that with a movie Fucking never. Like, I mean, I have to be so disinterested in a movie to, like, pick up my phone and look at something else. Like, and, and I, at that point, I'm usually, like, five minutes later, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Just turn, and I turn it <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I get on my phone, I'll admit it, but, you know, it, you, normally it is, like you said, looking up stuff. It, obviously, in a theater, I never, yeah. that's never even, it, like, on the radar of me and if I'm, doing. If but I'm really enjoying it, I either that. wait or pause the movie. Like, I mean, like, if I'm super mm. into it, I mean, usually it's like, if it's a normal movie yeah i'll look up like who the fuck is okay it's that guy you know, yeah like, but but if i'm gonna live tweet something it has to be a movie i've seen a bunch of times yeah, yeah. already Which, like, right. like 
like the Bond stuff, I did that for some of them, you know, and just like Octopussy, I just, I fucking hate that movie so much that I had to just like tweet about the dumb shit that's in that movie that got me mad as I went through it. Yeah. God, that was like, what, four years ago now? It's been fucking a while. ages. <laughs> yeah. It's about time. We should watch all the Bond movies again. <laughs> There's not one coming out. Yeah. I almost did it last year. I almost yeah. did it last year. And I was like, no, I can't yeah. do this. But Can I seg into something really cool that of, I of course. that I did um, f- last Friday? Uh, there was a uh, thing at the symphony called Bond and Beyond. Oh. And they played um, music from the motion pictures and a few other spy-related things. It was really fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I had an excellent time. Um so don't forget to get yourself some some culture, even if it is pops, <laughs> uh, you know, sort of like a pop style concert. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice to see an orchestra play that and and or play all not all the songs, but like they probably played twelve of the themes plus a couple others in in medley. Um, and to just get to get to see how those how some of those pieces of music come together in a live setting and mm-hmm. watch the musicians work is, is really fascinating. Um, you should definitely do that if you have a chance. It's just something really cool that I, that I remembered that I saw and wanted to yeah. share real quick. Bond well, stuff yeah. lends well to g- giant orchestras doing their thing. Absolutely. Those <laughs> French horn sections were getting fucking crazy. <laughs> As they do. <laughs> French horn players, I mean, man. no, they were not getting crazy at all. <laughs> yeah, God, there, there was, uh, I think it was... They were working, though. Yeah. I think it was BBC was showing Bond movies, like, this was about a month ago, mm-hmm. when, when I was supposed to be out painting my fence, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, but fucking Goldfinger's on, yo. Yep. <laughs> and I was just like, I have to keep watching Goldfinger. And then Dr. No came on, and I was like, I can't do this right now. I can't, I can't let myself be sucked <laughs> in to fucking Connery Bond movies. I can't do it right now. But yeah, I, I just love that pretty much almost anything that you recognize that's not like, you know, the Bond theme comes from You Only Live Twice. That one is like the king of Bond scores. The orchestra. Yeah, oh, like yeah. like everything orchestra in that, aside from like, you know, the theme from On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which everyone recognizes too. But mm-hmm. like everything else is on fucking You Only Live Twice. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's the one that has like all the alternate, alternate Bond themes in it. Yeah. That like... Seven movies later, they'll throw one out, and you'll be like, "Oh, they're using that again. That's cool." Yeah, and then that music, like when it's just like the orchestra is going fucking ballistic when they're like kidnapping the <laughs> when the spaceship is kidnapping the other spaceship. Uh-huh. Like the orchestra is just like <laughs> they're just going nuts. It's so great. Yeah, I'm glad they worked that out. I'm glad that the orchestra finally figured out when to play and when not. Yeah, because those early ones are fucking rough. <laughs> Yeah, him walking around that hotel room oh, with, yeah. with the Bond theme just blasting, and just like <laughs> the fuck is happening here? Well, I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> and he's yeah. just looking for a place to put his hat, and you're like, what? <laughs> honestly, Goldfinger was the first one where they figured it out. Yeah, and they were like, you weave the theme in throughout it. Yeah, you know, and and use different arrangements of that theme yeah. throughout the movie, and then they're like, oh shit, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is sad that they don't do it nowadays, where they're just like. I don't know. Call up somebody to get a song. <laughs> Chris Cornell, he'll sing it, right? Is Patrick, Wor- Soundgarden. Is, is Patrick Warburton in charge of the music for the Bond films yeah, now? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I just, I wish they still did that. Or like, I think David Arnold yeah, tried it. They moved, when David Arnold left or when they didn't rehire him to do yeah. the next one, it seemed like everyone was just like, we can't, we can't put it in there. We can't put 
any recognizable Bond music anywhere in this. And it's like, you don't understand how that pumps up an action scene. Yeah. Like, you know, and it makes the movies more memorable because you remember the theme. And when it gets weaved into the actual movie itself, you're like, well, shit. One of the things they did was basically like a suite from Goldfinger. Mm. And they played through a bunch of the sections of the score Mm -hmm. where it highlighted the, you know, where it highlighted the theme in different ways, like when they're in the Alps or in the mountains, whatever it was. Um, And then when the, um, when they're storming Fort Knox and they use that like March version of the theme. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and it's so, it's, it's so nicely done when they, when they just layer a little bit and, you know, a few notes here and there uh, from the, from the theme into the rest of the incidental music. It, it, it feels so good. So, you guys want some emails, some Patreon shout outs? I do. All the fun yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. Voicemails? We even have a voicemail. Yeah, we have everything. But yeah, we're going to start out with Patreon shout out. Okay. Because okay. it pertains to the first half. Oh. Which it was uh, Jeremy who actually recommended Space Chimps. Oh, okay. Because he's like, hey, it's an April movie. It's one that we've done with the right, with this, what I'm about to talk about. Okay. Ah, ah. And he's like, so this kind of ties in. I'm like, all right, you know what? We can do that. All right. He said, uh, Jeremy here again to promote the DVD trading club, badmoviegame.com. As a member, you get to write a review and send bad movies to other members who must watch whatever shitty movie you sent and review it. It's great writing practice, and you get to see terrible movies you've never heard of. Make friends, watch crap, collect laughs, all at badmoviegame.com. So thanks, Jeremy. Yes. Thank you. No. And so does it, does it just pick a, like, I haven't actually looked. Does it just pick, like, a random next person you're going to send it to, or... I think it's kind of like a group thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I I can't remember if it was a chain or not. It's he sent that a while back, and <laughs> we haven't gotten to it yet. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, my understanding was it was kind of it was kind of like a circular deal. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just wondered if like you're always going to get the review from the person, the same person before oh. that person's, you know, or if it's just like some sort of randomizer, like send it in and they send it back out, or you know what I mean. Or prints a random shipping label, you know. Maybe we should. Well, go to, you could go to badmoviegame.com and find out. <laughs> there you go. There you Maybe go. They have if a, you have yeah. questions, I, I do have questions, and also the internet. So I will badmoviegame.com. I will stop asking them here and go do my research. Yeah. At badmoviegame.com. But as he said, good writing practice when you get to write about them too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got in the pipe? <laughs> in the pipe. In the pipe. Coming down the pike. In the pipe. Mm-hmm. But yes, Jeremy, thank you for your patronage, as the kids say. <laughs> Do the kids say that? No. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. A dozen right. times a day. Man, they say it a lot. Though. Wow. Why? <laughs> the hell I don't they? know. The fucking kids, man. They're All right. Crazy. Uh, next one up is, <laughs> is from Scott from Seattle. Who uh, He says, apologies if I've mentioned this before. Huh? He says, most of my Kung Fu film knowledge comes via way of my former roommate who grew up with a lot of friends who love the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm. Wu-Tang. <laughs> They'd all watch the movies. And then years later, when we were rooming, he'd bring them up from time to time. One time at Walmart, he did an impulse buy of a movie collection, which had eight films on one two-sided DVD. Yeah. The quality was horrendous. Yeah. Of those eight films, seven were basically unwatchable. One even had two sets of English subtitles overlaying each other, and they were part of the video itself. Couldn't be toggled on or off. They didn't even match up half the time. And the film was an English dub, and the text didn't match up to other subtitles. (laughs) It was terrible. One movie was watchable, although it was VHS quality. That movie was Daggers 8. 
Daggers 8 is a really fun film about a dude who goes from martial arts expert to martial arts expert, learning various styles of kung fu while doing menial tasks for them, a la Karate Kid. Harlow and Chuck can probably already predict how this movie is going to go, but it's a very fun ride to get there. I recommend it for two reasons. The first is that the villain of the movie also happens to be the action choreographer and action director. While the fights without him aren't nearly as good as the fights with him, it's still pretty cool. The second is related to a point Harlow and Chuck brought up on their latest episode. They lamented every <laughs> they lamented how every female near protagonist is domesticated at some point in the movie. This movie has a male protagonist who is domesticated by a female near protagonist for his Miyagi training with her. Oh. It's a neat little subversion on the issue that a lot of films from Confucian countries have, which it's not quite what audience with us like us would like to see. Hmm. Check out Daggers 8. There's an English dub version for sure. I've included a link which seems to be roughly the same quality as the DVD I saw. It could be a nice kung fu movie for the BAMCast to see. And he sends a YouTube link to ah. the movie itself. Crash and Burn. Scott from Seattle. Do we have to watch Daggers 1 through 7 first? Yeah, it might be confusing. Yeah, I wonder if the name of it's just Daggers, but it happened to be the eighth film on the Blu-ray set it or could, on the DVD it set. It could be. So maybe it's just Daggers. No, it's probably daggers. 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 <laughs> hot daggers. <laughs> Get your hot daggers. <laughs> Boil them up. Man. Daggers. Uh, I would like to find a better looking version of that if we yeah. do watch it. It's just something about, like, I can't. I think now that we've started watching the super glorious HD transfers, it's like I have no patience for yeah. shitty burned up vhs yeah bullshit. and so much of that was like public domain yeah bullshit yeah you can never tell who exactly dubbed it <laughs> and if it's even remotely close yeah also uh, uh, just while we're while we're sort of pimping the patreon yeah. and the bamcast extra this is all about bamcast extra um yeah. i'm going to say that we have one more not quite shaw movie we're gonna do and uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna swerve away from him for a little bit but, yep. we, but we but we will return yes we're not tired of him we're just like we, we don't do. want to keep doing them, and then, like, if you guys don't give a shit about martial arts movies, you have no interest in Bamcast Extra ever, so right. we want to keep circling in and yeah. out. I mean, there's only, like, 4,000 Shaw Brothers movies to yeah. choose from, so... We could do it till the end of time. Right. <laughs> we, you could start a podcast and, and have many years of mm-hmm. of time of, of, of record, you know, re- reviewing these movies, but... Yeah. We're going to we're going to swerve away and come back again. Like the entirety of our Shaw Brothers run. We never once had to go to any external source Mm -hmm. to find all these were streaming and looked fucking fantastic. So Mm -hmm. and we didn't even scratch the surface because like you get into Amazon recommendations and it is just a blur of screen titles and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've we've got an idea. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we, we had a brief swerve away from Shaw. We're doing. We did. It, we were not really officially back to it because I mean, technically, the one, the last one we did, and the next one are Golden Harvest uh, yeah. movies, but they're kind of Shaw influenced. Yeah, or heavily Shaw influenced. And we've say. been well, talking about this one yeah. for a while. So. We also had the Biker Boys episode. Yeah, yes, well. that's, yeah. that was very specifically done. Yeah. And our next idea is interesting. It's dumb. It's dumb. But we're gonna do it anyway because that's what we do. Oh man, you will have to <laughs> tell me that off the air. Oh wait, do you see the list? <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck is excited. Great, he's already doing the Bradley Whitford from Billy Madison <laughs> giggle over there. <laughs> All right, yep. uh, gonna do another Patreon shout out. Okay, uh, this one is from Jay from Vegas, I believe. Hi, Jay. Yeah, uh, he says if you can find time to listen to another movie podcast, I highly re- recommend checking out the Projection Booth episode three twelve. 
as it features Josh from Texas, <gasps> who has <gasps> sung us songs in the past. Uh, he's on it talking about Never Too Young to Die, which oh. is his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> says, after that, you can listen to and or send death threats to the creator of the podcast because he has a seven-hour Conan the Barbarian episode, six-hour Star Wars episode, and the four-hour Rambo episode. I don't tell you how to live your life. Hmm. Jesus. That's long. Yeah, they go in depth. Well, look. He, I, and the thing is, Mike there doesn't like us because we watch Black Shampoo, which is his favorite movie ever. Oh, and right. we were like, yeah, uh, Black Shampoo, what the fuck? And so I think yeah. I think we're on a shit list now. Sorry about Possibly. that. He also knew the people who made Terminal Force, hmm. which we watched on Force Month, and we ripped a new one too, or half of us did. I think Chuck and I enjoyed it. Was that the low budget, very low budget Tarantino? Oh, right. That's thing? the one where he almost had a fight. <laughs> yeah, he he knew people that worked on that. Okay, so yeah, All right. I think we did not endear ourselves to, <laughs> to, which is probably why none of us have ever been on an episode of the Projection Booth at well, any point. I apologize. But, uh, if if you're balking at the length of those episodes, I'm pretty sure if you compiled all of our oh, episodes. Yeah. Uh, and times that we've talked about Fast Five. Oh, sure. It yeah. would easily be in the Conan yeah. Oh, yeah. Star Wars numbers. Well, and he also gets interviews with people that were involved in the production of the movies mm-hmm. and experts on it and that sort of thing. So, you know, I don't... Wait, do you mean I... Lethal Force? That's it. Lethal okay. Force. All right, because I'm looking at the DVD. Yeah, there. Lethal yeah, Force. That was it. Because like Terminal Force, I'm like, wait, which one is that? Yeah, I, I don't know. There, was it Terminal was Force month. one of the ones that we canceled on that was shot on VHS? Sounds like it. Uh, who knows? I've... <laughs> Force we watched so long ago. Force in it. <laughs> but yeah, but but he's I've got one of those episodes sitting on my uh on my podcast app waiting is the one on the thing. Okay. Cuz, you know, he gets new interviews with people and finds new stuff that I like to hear about. So, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But yeah, apparently Josh is on episode 312, so give it a listen. Yeah. Never too young to die being the um origin yep. of our Stargrove award, mm-hmm. correct? Just came out on Blu-ray. Yep. Correct. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> and it was also apparently... Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, that was the liquor about to talk for me. Uh, well. Uh, uh. Tell us that off the air, friend. <laughs> you know. You know. Oh, do we? You know. Uh, you want to play a voicemail? Sure. Let's listen to a voicemail. Hey, Dean Mercaz. This is Sunny California calling from the past. In the optimistic year 2015, you released episode 313 in addition to the rest of the February lineup. I've just finished listening to it, and according to it, I need to head to Reykjavik, because apparently your boy can get a lot of play. Additionally, I just want to say thank you for getting it. Like, you I, you didn't mention it, but you understand clearly Du Bois' theory of uh, black culture created for black people, in which vetted movies out there as exploitation of the market, or truly as representation, and therefore could be used more as, you know, models. Also, you're absolutely right about how it's 40 years later and cops are still just shooting people because they're scared or they hate somebody. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for making me laugh while also just being the best goddamn podcast about keeping it fucking real. All right, one taken, I'm out. Well, thanks, Sonny. Man. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like Sonny was getting choked up there a little bit. Yeah. Like we've, I got choked up. Like you know, I appreciate when anyone tells me I'm keeping it real. Hey, that's we're, I, and we're also getting it. Yeah, yeah. He was referring to Olina's email about coming over to Reykjavik. Oh, before she moved here to New York. Right. Oh, yeah. oh right. right. Yes. Yes. Yep. And then us talking about like why exploitation is 
what we, how we felt if it was good or bad mm-hmm. these days. Which, yeah, I mean there yeah. there there are straight up genres of exploitation that never really. I'm not going to say never because there's usually multiple things and doing multiple types of stories in them, but mm-hmm. there's some gross ones that never really came around to being self empowering per right. se. Correct. I mean, like there's like the women in prison type things from the seventies and the early Pam Greer stuff and the jungle things that they're all just pretty fucking gross. They're I mean, pretty gross. Yeah. They're not like, they don't come around to like, yeah, we no. win and no. down the man or whatever. Well, they do, but getting there, yeah. you have to wade through like a lot of Nazi sadism and shit. Right. And it's just like, come on movies. Can't you just make your villain just an asshole <laughs> and not have just the grotesque brutality in these things. Well, yeah. And, well that's, and also that's the stuff we've tried to avoid. Right, yes. On yes the show. Exactly. Like the closest we got was, uh, what was, what was that pinky Japanese movie that we watched? I don't even remember now, oh, but it was, God. it was a recommendation and we were like, yeah, this is not our thing. Yeah. Definitely oh. not our thing. Yeah. That thing was rough. Yeah. I remember it. I yeah. Don't remember I, the title. I, I don't even remember the name now, but, yeah. but you know, like, like we understand what we like. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And yeah. our tastes, clearly seem to line up with uh with people like Sonny's. And, yeah you know I, I i get trying to introduce people to things they might not be aware of but i it's it seems like a, it feels like we've said these are the things we don't like and people are like you should watch this and it contains that thing and it's like what you, this is gonna be like suddenly we're gonna be like yeah i'm on board yeah, now this it. is the movie that did it yeah and and the worst thing is we're gonna rip it apart because it's our opinion and you obviously like it why do you get? Why does that? Why do you find that enjoyable? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we just know what we know what we like, and we try to stay somewhat in that wheelhouse. Yeah. There are certain movies that, it, aside from one scene, are totally in our wheelhouse. Like these movies would just automatic five jocks, but like because of certain thematic things in them, we can't watch them. We it's not that we can't watch them; is we choose not to because they bring the room to a screeching halt and then mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable the entire time whatever's happening is happening and then it just sets this yeah, bleak and, tone for the rest of the thing. It's like, when can we go back to joking again? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and there's stuff like, you know, like I spit on your grave where it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, she gets to fucking murder all those dudes. Sure. But it's like they spend so much time on the initial yes. reason that she wants to murder all those dudes yes. that you're like, that, I can't. And that's the problem is so many of them just want to wallow in it yeah. for 15 minutes of the movie and you're like no i'd like no (laughs) i i get that you can fake this stuff on film but no yeah so yeah i mean that's a whole genre in and of itself oh yeah of course the whole revenge exploitation thing but like look it's a reason we haven't done coffee it's a reason we haven't done foxy brown Mm -hmm. those movies have grotesque unpleasantness in them and yeah she fucking murders the fuck out of those people but it's like still getting there you have to it's you know there's no two elevator moments in that it's (laughs) it's just it's sorrow and it's like that brings the room down Mm -hmm. we're about we're about fun here Mm -hmm. yeah we try to be we're about having fun we we like to have fun here yeah yeah you know because like death wish two and three oh my god those movies are so fucking absurd those are so gloriously absurd they would play so well but that one scene. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one up. It's from Seth. Hmm? And this one's titled Favorite Movie Line. All right. And he says, Greetings, Bamfcast from North Carolina. Hello? I was wondering if you, like me, find yourself quoting movies in everyday conversation. I know everyone quotes Arnold Savas, get to the chopper. And De Niro's, you looking at me? 
I was more interested in the use of quotes many have probably never heard. You guys watch so many movies, I can't help but think that the better lines have made their way into your daily vernacular. I find myself often quoting the great Stephen Lang, telling students who are upset that I have acquired their lost pencils and pens, and that the law don't go around here, law dog. (laughs) Consequently, I name my unit on Lord of the Flies the same thing, which I assume is a game of some kind. Other other favorites include Dolph Lundgren's If He Dies, He Dies, and Jean Gris' Pills? What Color? from Terror Vision. Anyway, (laughs) what are some quotes you find yourself using every day? Crash and Burn, Seth from North Carolina. P.S. When are you going to review Death Wish 3? <laughs> wow. I, I had forgotten that was in this email. That's fucking crazy. Kismet. <laughs> I know that I do it all the time, mm-hmm. but it is such an interesting ingrained part of the way I speak that nothing stands out to me. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, I, I know I quote probably 10 movies a day, mm-hmm. have no idea which which movies those are. There's just in passing conversation that I will never think about again. I will use a movie quote. Yep. I so don't know. I, I, I never do that. Yeah. Oh, I, get the fuck out. <laughs> hey, what's that from? <laughs> <laughs> I often tell people, well, that's just your opinion, man. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. More than I should. Lately, I've been doing the just for Somebody will say something to somebody like, you can't do that. I'll just, I'll just stand up out on my desk and go, market zero, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we so I, the... I just find things like I, I latch onto them for periods of time. Yeah, I know about I, daily. I tend to say, <laughs> I, tend, I say, this isn't nom, yeah. Smokey, yeah. to the dogs <laughs> yeah. when they're doing dumb shit in the house. <laughs> like when the dogs won't listen to me, I'm like, this isn't nom, Smokey. There are rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We say that one a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't succeed, but I, I try. I have tried for many years to have my clueless quote of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are so many lines in that from that movie that can be used in every dropped in yeah. everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my favorite because it, it happens more times than I like is the Hey James Bond here in America we drive on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not not for the person you're writing with, but when you're looking at someone else as being dumb in a parking lot or wherever. Yeah. I have been able to quote Clue a lot recently. Now that everyone's talking about Russia again, I can just I can just <laughs> jump in. A red I just yep. jump into a conversation and go, "Well, you know, communism is just red herring," and then jump out again. And people are just like, what "The fuck!" <laughs> when <laughs> makes are, me laugh, and that's all I care about. Trying to count, it's I, one plus two plus one plus yes, one. Yes. <laughs> yep. I will say things like, like I will say an everyday phrase, but I will say it like someone said it in a movie. There's a certain way that Shatner says, oh my God, in Star Trek, the motion picture, for some reason, just the cadence, the way he says it in his Shatner way, that I will say it like that in my, I hear that in my head whenever I say that phrase. I don't know why. It just, that sticks with me all the time. He just says it in this weird, like, you know, staccato Shatner way. And it's Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, whenever I say that phrase, I'm saying it as Shatner does. Mm-hmm. It's not a particular, it's not a memorable phrase or anything, but I I will say normal phrases the way people in movies have said them. Yep. Do you ever have a, a like? Nope. You you said something about somebody can mention mention Russia, and you immediately go to that. Do you have anything? I w- I would take it a step further. Like, is there a word or a phrase you can't hear without hearing the follow up movie line? Absolutely. In your head? I for I'm blanking on them at the moment. I because have, it's, I have one. I we mentioned it earlier. And it's the dumbest tiny line in the movie. But I, like I said, I've seen it a hundred times. I cannot hear the word fattening without going yes. fattening. Fattening? No, no, because he goes fattenies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. The bartender from Three Amigos. Yeah. When mm-hmm. is it, like, do you have any? We just have tequila. <laughs> is it fattening? Fattenies. <laughs> like, 
I've done that subconsciously or verbally mm-hmm. when I didn't mean to so many times. People are like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Hula mentions in the chat uh, a lot of MST3K references slip into her thing. And me, oh, it's lately, it's been... Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Lately, it's been uh, whenever there's an awkward silence, I just kind of mumble to myself, Manos. Oh, yes, the hands of fate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just because they, if you... Like that episode, every... like. That's one of those jokes that just builds and builds and builds it, because whenever there's just nothing happening, they're just like, oh, Manos, Manos. Mm-hmm. Like they just keep saying it in this, this like meaningful way. Yep. And I can't help but do that whenever there's an awkward silence. Just go, mm, Manos. Well, if you keep going with the new one, be prepared to say, Capsule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will admit, like, back to the Three Amigos thing, like, I have been, like, we had a fire drill recently and we're all standing outside <laughs> and there's a plane going over i do that too and i just <laughs> I think it's a mail plane. instinctively just like oh that's a mail plane <laughs> even yep. if even if the person doesn't come back and say how can you none of that i will still say it and people look at me like i'm a fucking idiot yep, and i just my whole life i just i'm wait like i'm just waiting for that i, I want to be best friends with whoever the person is because how can you tell like ah and i'm like oh man <laughs> I do that all you the time. and me. Any, like mm-hmm. anytime I'm standing somewhere and it's quiet and you just hear the plane, I look mm-hmm. up and hey, I think it's a yeah, mail plane. plane. <laughs> yeah. Just matter of fact, plane is day. Just oh, mail plane. <laughs> uh, like the movie that, that we watched tonight used, uh, I use blank, blank like the wind, very old one. Mm-hmm. Um, all the fucking time. Yep. Um, just for like, or for, I will, I will use it much like they did in the movie and just adapt it to whatever, like whenever I want somebody to hurry up and like drive, drive like the wind, Mm -hmm. very Jeep one or whatever. Just better better off dead. That's another one. I, I slip lines from that all the time. Just buck up little camper. (laughs) 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 Yeah. At work, like we're kind of stationed in an office that's between two locked corridors and people always forget their, their badges and they will come to the door and say, you know, oh, none of us have our badges. And just in my head the whole time, I'm like, badges? And I'm like, I don't finish it because mm-hmm. that would make me sound like an idiot. But I will always start it and then, you know, never goes anywhere. But whenever I hear the word badges, that's immediately. Yeah. And yeah. I hear the word badges all the time. Quoting treasure this year, Montreal. Yes. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Which then I, I always mutate into UHF in my head. And that, badgers, yes. yeah, that goes even worse. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I use a lot of uh, idiocracy. Yeah. Whenever water comes up, I always immediately say, what, like from the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) And every once in a while, I use go away, baiting. Oh, I all the time. (laughs) Yeah. All the time. (laughs) You got to have the right audience for that one. You do. Yes. If your boss knocks on the door, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. You can say it to the door. Wait, you have a door? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Fancy over there in your nice clothes and stuff. Well, you know. <laughs> Look at Captain Bourgeoisie <laughs> yeah. with a motherfucking door. Uh, you All know. Right. So, you guys want one last shout out? Yeah, let's Patreon. do it. Patreon. Absolutely yes. do. Yeah. That'll close us out for the evening. Okay. Uh, this one uh, from one of the patrons, but uh, they basically just said, um, they went back and forth on what to promote, but they said, tell everyone to watch American Gods on Stars on April 30th. That's uh, soon. Yeah, that's like this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hype's huge, but Brian Fuller has a habit of getting canceled, and it's they're really looking forward to it and would like a second season already. <laughs> they're already looking forward to it, and it is looking really good. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, basically just said, watch American Gods, please. Is that the end that we can share? Mm? Is that the end of it, what we can share? I think so, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's on stars. We can share that. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which ties oh, into the, the, the home space of Space Gems. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's right. The company that brought you Space Gems. <laughs> <laughs> From yeah. the guy who thought to and hey, it's got animate Ian, space gym. It's got Ian McShane in it. So mm-hmm. Yes, it does. You know it's going to be Crispin Glover <laughs> from the minds behind Space Gems and Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Come, uh? American Gods. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but uh, that does look everything you know, I've seen it, so far. It, it looks, looks really awesome. good. Yeah. Like it looks like they actually pulled it off because that's one of those that like you know. It was deemed unfilmable for mm-hmm. a while. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like well, that we're now in the era of we are now let's, filming let's the unfilmable it. shit. Yeah. Dark Tower. Let's just fucking do this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are they going ahead with that? Like, it comes out in like three months. Yeah, Dark Tower. What, what is it going to be on? It, they've, they stopped all the weird shit they were planning, and it's just a movie now. Right. Okay. So it is a movie. It's it was going to be movie. like a movie, then a three year TV series, and then a follow up movie. So now wait, it's just a movie. Just, are they wrapping all of the books into one movie? That I don't know. Okay. There That's is a, a bit movie. Much to do. There's a movie coming out like in July. Okay. No one's seen a frame of it yet. Yeah. Have they, have they even had a trailer? No, nothing. Nope. But it's like July. <laughs> it's got Idris, Idris Elba in it. Yeah. yeah. Matthew McConaughey. All right. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. I'd do that all the fucking time, too. Yes. Yes, that is easy mm, to slip into. I was going to say, that's not really quoting a movie. <laughs> no, no. All no, that's quoting con- the man. All movies right. c- containing Matthew McConaughey. Yes, it totally is. If he slips that into the Dark Tower, <laughs> I'm going to be impressed. Yeah, that one's weird. That there's now, Aren't they been... basically playing two roles? Like, they're playing the opposite roles of who you'd think they'd be playing? Yeah, because I've, never read, in, yeah. I think, I've uh, never read any of it, so I don't know. Yeah, but I, yeah. think, I think Matthew McConaughey is playing Flag. Yeah. Falstaff or whatever the, you want to call it. The man it. in black. Yeah, the man in black. Yeah. It's that's character though. Mm. It's Stephen King's recurring yeah. devil character. Yeah. And God, on a tangent, I you know, we haven't talked about it, but like that Hulu show they're putting together, like this the Stephen King expanded universe show. I don't know anything about that either. They it's a JJ Abrams joint. They dropped a mm. teaser for it. It's just all interlocked. It's the Castle Rock universe, basically. Yeah, isn't it called like, Castle Rock? I believe it is, yeah. yeah. That is just, I've been wanting that for so long. Like, ever since shows really became, like, a thing, I was mm. like, man, just fucking do that. Just put them all in the same place, and let's just interlock these stories, and let's go crazy. Yeah. I'm so stoked that they're doing that. Yeah. I'm thrilled. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to, to harp on the American Gods thing. I mean, we, it, is our, it is our job to pimp it, but, I mean, I'm also super excited about it, because, I mean, Brian Fuller is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that, I want to see the, the thing that made him that, drop out of Star Trek. That <laughs> cast, uh, I mean... Shit, that's yeah. insane. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it looks dope. Apparently, a Dark yeah. Tower show is still being made, so they've got some weird plan for this. I, I would think they try to do the gunslinger in movie form and then go nuts with like an HBO or Stars or even AMC possibly show. August fourth is when the movie comes okay. out. Okay, so because I mean, I that's just I mean that, that's dense. I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of bullshit they could cut out, but I mean. Yeah, that's a dense universe. Yes, <laughs> that's why they forever were like, we can't film this. There's too much of it. Well, do we find ourselves towards the end? Do we need yeah. some contact information? I yeah. think we are th- at that point of the podcast. Okay. Let's do it. BMFcast.com. <laughs> YouTube.com slash BMFcast. 9105 Jocks BMF. 910556 9263. Ah. Or email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. 
Did I say that already? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, bmfcast.com. That's the website. That's where all the things are. Do all the stuff. Yeah. Sounds you know. Good. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash bmfcast, where we have uh, a bunch of awesome content for you uh, at the $1 level and even more awesome content at the $5 level. Uh, it's great. And check out our sister podcast at uh, nocorders.net. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Good deal. Let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. Mm-hmm. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. <laughs>